hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promises. I, I just love that in the stories that we've heard of these people, that, that it's the overwhelming, almost week by week by week message that we've come, is that we can trust God with our life. We can trust him with our hopes. We can trust him with our disappointments. We can trust him with our doubts. That, that let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and of good works. You know, if you've learned anything or you've heard anything from those stories is be hear this now is that you have a story that's just as powerful that can be used just as effectively to encourage others in their walk, in their, in their story, in their journey. Let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now the day of his return is drawing near. You know, just thank you so much to those people for your vulnerability and your authenticity. I, I just actually can't believe um, what a brilliant invitation or a brilliant sort of starting point it actually ended up being for Advent. You know, as we lean into God's story, as we lean into and, and consider and listen to what God's story is like, what his journey is like, a journey of hope, a journey of peace, a journey of joy and of love. You know, Advent is all about his story of reconciliation. You know, the grace that he continually pours out. Scripture says that are new, are his mercies that are new every morning. His story that we can see in the very beginning of, of Genesis in Scripture to the very end in Revelations. But it doesn't even stop there. God's relentless pursuit of us. His desire for, to have a loving relationship with each and every one of us. His desire to restore all of creation into himself. And that includes you and it includes me. And, and it doesn't even stop there. We can see God's story in nature, in creation, in the arts, in academics, in mathematics. Believe it or not, who would have thought? But in one another. His story of Advent is about, about his story that never stops, that always keeps going. And traditionally, with, with this Advent season, it's, we've often talked about the fact that it's an incredibly appropriate season for or ob observance for us as a culture. It's an idea that we, we slow down. And, and for many years that we've done Advent, it, it's always been sort of the whole slowing down thing was the fact that, that um, you know, our culture gets so busy and we get, end up with tons of end-of-year functions and wrap-ups and this and that, and we've got to get this done and we've got to get that done. Um, and yet how that doesn't seem like this year, well, at least in my experience, it doesn't seem the way, but how much more then in 2020, can we observe the slowing down of a year? Actually, part of us wants to speed it up and get it over with. But oh my goodness, what a treasure we have in these next four weeks to slow down and consider the hope of Emmanuel. You know, for, 
for many of us this year has has really been about about really so many of us are so tired and so weary so many of us have have really had a year of broken plans of of things that we thought were going to happen that didn't of uncertainty of abrupt changes we've been startled we've been confronted by by the truth that we are not in control there's been so much fear this year you know there's been there's fear of of sickness of disease of loss and then there's then there's also even more a fear of of corruption there's been a fear of of controlling governments and powers that are unseen and it's made me wonder how similar in 2020 is our season of advent as it was over 2000 years ago when first century follower or when first century people are longing for a hope looking for an emmanuel facing fear facing uncertainty and waiting for the one in whom they can put their hope and that is our our first sunday is is the sunday of hope and angelus is going to read now isaiah 9 1-7 we can get that other mic going hope in the messiah nevertheless that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever the land of zebulun and naphtali will be humbled but there will be a time in the future when galilee of the gentiles which lies along the road that runs between the jordan and the sea will be filled with glory the people who walk in darkness will see a great light For those who live in a land of deep darkness a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of midian the boots of the warrior and the uniforms blood-stained by war will all be burned they will be fuel for the fire for a child is born to us a son is given to us the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father peace will never end he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor david for all eternity the passionate commitment of the lord of heaven's armies will make this happen that isaiah 9 is a, a really familiar 
scripture. I, I think really the, how that starts, which, and, and if you look at the Hebrew text, um, that, that beginning um, first couple of sentences is actually part of the previous verse, but there is nothing, there is no word in scripture, I think, more hopeful than that first word, nevertheless. You know, but God. And then we finish with the passionate commitment of the Lord's heavenly army will make this happen. Uh, if you if you see the table over here, we're gonna I'm gonna do something obviously different this morning. Um, normally in the past, Lisa or myself have have made the Advent wreath and we have it all ready. Um, and so because the year was really hard, I couldn't be bothered doing it, really. Uh, to be honest, it was just, you know, I've had enough. Forget it. Now, I, um, I had the idea in, in just really a time of praying of sort of what could we do. And so on that table, there is a whole assortment of different um, foliages, flowers. And, and so in a minute, and we're going to have that, if we have that song, that first song ready to go. But... In a minute, what I'd, we're going to have, it's just a time of choir. And, and in the choir, I'd love for us to consider, really, what I'm going to invite us to do is when that choir is over and we can, I'm going to invite you to come up and we're going to make the Advent, Advent wreath together. And, and the kind of, the, I'm going to you know, push down the control freak and the, and the one in me that wants it all to be perfect. And it's going to end up being not perfect, but beautiful. And, so, and what I'd love for us to do is, you know, this year um, we have had so many joys and so many concerns. And so in, in the quiet, as we, as we consider, I'd love you to invite God again into your story and to consider those things, the joys and concerns of the year, of, of this season, of, of maybe the year ahead. You know, for many of us, we have so many things to be grateful for. You know, I, I'll be, I'm going to go there. I was like, no, no, I won't share anything about the wedding on Saturday. It's fine, but I can't help it. But literally, I, and I've said it, and I'll say it up front, and, but honestly, Saturday was the most special day of my adult life. There was something incredible about, about it. And, and so when I come up, part of the foliage that I'm going to choose is the unbelievable gratitude of, of my daughter marrying a man that I believe loves her more than anyone else on the face of the earth. And, and so, so we all come with, I'm not going to out, that, I felt like that was just, I've just outdone everyone else's joy. You're allowed your own joy. <laughs> just no mind, no, no. <laughs> um, and equally, my year has had deep concerns, deep losses. I mean, for some of you that aren't dog people, I'll pray for you. But I lost my dog, and my Aggie was so special to me. She meant so much to me. And, and on, you know, I thought 2020 was bad, and then it was like, oh, cool, it gets worse. Um, and, and like, and, but for many of us, you know, when I think of Kim and, and all that she's going through, and, 
and kind of in, in many ways doing it on her own or at least feeling like she's on her own. And for her boys, and I know in this room there is, there is hurt and there is brokenness and there's sadness and there are broken dreams and there are broken relationships. There are unanswered prayers. There is sickness. There are deep doubts that we wrestle with. And what I'd love for us to do this morning is in all of them, or both of them, or whatever, is, is when, we get, when you get up to that table, pick up a piece of foliage and look and see which ones kind of jump out at you. And, whether, and, when, and, and with your joys and your concerns, let's put it in the wreath. And then in a moment, we're going to light hope over all of it. And what God is going to do, which is what he's always done, is we bring all of ourselves, all of our hopes, all of our beauty, all of our gratitude, all of our pain, all of our suffering, and he does what he does best, and he makes it beautiful. So, Consider, consider your year. Consider those things that you have. We're, we're just going to play something quietly just to kind of break the noise of the silence. But, and then when the song is finished, I'm just going to invite you to come up and, and choose some foliage and, and put it in the wreath, and then I'll fix it up later. No, I won't. <laughs> promise. Just <laughs> turn my mic on. Hey, before we go any further, I pulled this one out, not because it was wrong. It looks beautiful, by the way. Um, but in, in this morning when I was going through, I just had a couple of things as always. This is from my, one of my favorite trees in my garden, a beautiful Japanese um, lace leaf maple. And, and I've had it for a long time. I've shifted it up, came up from Rotorua. And, and I was looking at it, and it looks particularly amazing in the garden. And... But unfortunately, like this is really, this will not look good next week. Um, and and I, I looked at it and I thought, oh no, I won't cut that. And I felt God so clearly say, I want you to cut it because it looks, it looks beautiful now. And so, and then I felt like if you have taken one of these and one of these was one of the things that you put in, I feel like God is saying that the Holy Spirit is saying that what he's doing for you is for you right now and you embrace it and you love it and you don't feel guilty about it and you know that it's from him. And, and, if, and if this maple represents a concern in your life, um, know that it will not last forever and the fact that it won't carry on is, is to bring hope. And if it represents something joy, um, know that you are to embrace embrace that joy with all of your heart and and the fact that it won't go on forever doesn't diminish a moment of its joy that was one and the other one was if you put rosemary in the in the thing and i was i was kind of going along and i have a whole heap of this recovering a retaining wall and i almost didn't do it because oh then my hands are going to smell like rosemary for who knows how long and i felt like the holy spirit saying that's the point like if you've picked this now and you want to smell your hands now and know that in the joy 
and in the concerns that that rosemary represented, that the Holy Spirit's presence is with you as long, like that. It gets in your skin, and he will not leave you, and he will not forsake you, and he will not let you go. That he's for you. That when you see in Scripture about the relentless pursuit of God, when he thinks of that, he thinks of you. The rest, I'm sorry, you'll just have to come up with your own. But, but those two, everyone else is feeling, oh, it's totally ripped off, whatever. But um, yeah, so, and, and so over all of it, and it is, it is so beautiful. And so, Sherilyn, now, if you could, Sherilyn's just going to light um, our first candle of hope. Hopefully. There we go. And, you know, hope is, a, is a, it's an amazing thing. If you know um, theology, hope is, is considered one of the three theological virtues the other two being love and faith. And I read this week, week a quote from really one of, the, one of my most favorite people to listen to and certainly um, read from. And he's, a, he's, a, he's the Franciscan friar whose, whose role is the preacher to the papal household. And so what that means is really he is one of, and he's been that for the last, um, I think, three pontiffs. Um, and so an amazing man, uh, Ranero Cantalamessi, brilliant name as well, incredible accent, Italian friar. But he writes this, and I, and I wanted to share it with us, when we consider hope. And, and those, those three theological virtues, hope, love, and faith. They are like three sisters, he says. Two of them are grown, and the other is a small child. They go forward together, hand in hand, with the child hope in the middle. Looking at them, it would seem that the bigger ones are pulling the child. But it is the other way around. It is the little girl who is pulling the big ones. It is hope who pulls love. It is hope who pulls faith. Without hope, everything would stop. Second Corinthians uh, four. If you've got if you got your Bibles or a device with the Bible on it, I want to just really kind of um, finish with this scripture. So Paul writing to the, his second letter to the Corinthians um, four, verses sixteen. So we are not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart. On the inside, where God is making new life, but, but on the inside, God is making new life. Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes 
compared to the coming good times, to the lavish celebration prepared for us. There is far more here than meets the eye. The good things we see now are only here for today and gone for tomorrow. But the things that we cannot see will last forever. And so I'm going to invite um, Vicky, and we're going to stand, and Vicky is going to lead us in, in that closing Advent katechia. And, and, so, and that will be the end. But I didn't, well, that'll be the finish of the service. But I actually really felt this morning that, that I would love to be able to pray with one another in regards to you know, some of those joys and concerns. And so when Vicky's finished leading us in that katechia, I'm just going to invite those who, who would like you know, someone to stand with you and pray. And, and this morning, if you're, if you're here and you have, have not encountered Jesus in a long time or, or aren't even sure if you ever have, man, I personally would love to invite you into the most beautiful, kind person you will ever meet. Someone who loves you more than you could ever thought possible. And so, Vicky, why don't you come and lead us? And we can all stand, thanks. We've got that slide, yep. Kia ora. Kia ora anō. E te atua, he honore, he kororia ki a koe, he maungārongo ki te whenua, he whakaro pai ki nga tāngata katoa, Tēnei ia te hare mai nei hei taroi i te riri, hei hōhu i te rongo, ko te karaiti te pūao tanga o te ata. Āmine. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you for this morning. I thank you for, for taking all of our joys, all of our concerns, I thank you that, that when we do that, when we bring that to you, God, you, you make something beautiful out of it. And whether we see it now or, or we don't see it for a long time or, or we only see it in the perspective of eternity, you still make something beautiful. And this morning as we lean in and we lit that first candle of hope, God would hope shine in all of us would we go out from this place with hope hope for ourselves hope for our family hope for our neighbors hope for our workplaces and our schools hope for our nation hope for our world God, would you remind us again that you are our hope. You are Emmanuel, God who is with us. And, you know, so, so now if, if you'd like um, someone just to pray, I know there are heaps of people who would, the first of all being me. 
you know, please, do, why don't you just go old school and come forward? And, and knowing and coming forward, there'll be someone who comes alongside and, and just stand with you and, and, and really pray hope. If, if you're here this morning and hope feels like something that you can't carry, know that there are people here that would love to carry hope for you until you can carry it yourself.